0: Interviews from some of today's best country artists. Welcome to This Country Life. Here's your host, Ryan. Eric Etheridge is in the studio right now. Uh, what's going on? So many things, man. So many, things. So many great things. You so can't. Thank you, thank you can't. for having me. Oh no, of course. I mean, you got this brand new you know, self-titled uh, EP. You got a, a brand new song out on uh, radio called California. Let me listen to this real quick. Let's. Yes, sir. Let's. Uh, let's take a gander. <laughs> So, let's point out the obvious. Yep. That's a, uh... 2001 song Yes little, sir A little duo Called Wave Oh yeah Yeah That actually was on Like uh, I had this uh, Mixed CD No That I burned Mixed tape Oh no well, Mi- I guess our, We're in the generation Of the mixed CDs Yeah we're the yeah. mixed CDs yeah. I don't think I've ever Had a mixed tape actually yeah. I tried to do it one time for, um, uh, for like a crush That I had in high school Right And failed miserably Really Just, I- I'm, I'm, Because I tried to do Like the classic way Like everybody was doing Burnt CDs Yeah but I was trying to do like the old classic way, like here's a tape <laughs> for you. It's all cute and everything. Awful. Oh, how did it go?
1: Like she like did now? I need to go buy a Walkman to friggin' listen yeah, to this exactly. thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, like yeah, who, okay. who
0: has a tape deck anymore, yeah, Ryan? Yeah. Jeez, you're so inconsiderate, Ryan. Yeah, exactly. Why would ever want to date you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> So no, but now uh, I had a mix uh, CD with that song on it, and that was, and I even remember the music video for that, where the guys just walking it's down the this best that it's traffic. The best. You need to you need to if you haven't go watch the music video yeah. right now. The fro- the frosted tips, yeah, yeah,
1: and the baggy '90s clothing. Perfect. Oh, it's the best. And that yeah. one, the yeah. one guy that was
0: there that was playing the guitar. The,
1: That's the, Dwayne, That's yeah. Dave. Yeah. Thompson. Yeah. So he,
0: he like he never really got any like good like he never really heard his voice. He was always like a little like a backup vocal. I, I guess. Yeah, right.
1: he uh, so Dave. It's funny, like Dave is a big country writer now. I don't really? know, if you know I don't know if you know this. Like, no. he, produces, he produces Andrew Hyatt stuff. I'm pretty sure. Huh? Yeah, he's a producer in Nashville. And oh does, my gosh, works a lot with like everybody. Works with his name's Dave Thompson, but like I'll call him Dwave because he's Dave from Wave, so they call him Dwave. Oh my god. So uh, Dwave, so Dwave, yeah. So Dwave is, is is right in the country scene. He's he's got like I think at one point he had six songs on radio that he either like, co wrote or produced like this year. Yeah, look it up, bro. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, how blown is your mind right now? Just,
0: just a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit.
1: So, uh, so funny story about Dwave. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was one of my first trips to Nashville. I go into a bar, a bar with some buddies, and and they're already there with Dwayne. Yeah. So I was like talking to him, like, oh, holy crap, this is this is Dave from Wave, you know. <laughs>
0: Oh, like, was he recognizable? Because he's super yeah. young and ah, skinny, right?
1: Yeah, he still is. Yeah, really.
0: Yeah. I mean, I didn't,
1: I didn't, I didn't know right away, but then I kind of reeled the clue in. Yeah. So he's like, and I told him I was a chiropractor, and he's like, um, <laughs> and he's like, uh, he's like, oh man, my back is killing me right now. Like, really? Yeah. So I can't say whether I did or did not treat him on the front lawn <laughs> of that bar. Uh, <laughs> you know, I you'll, we'll never know, but he felt better the next day so good. yeah yeah,
0: good. that's good yeah so I, you meet this guy and then you basically <laughs> tell him I'm gonna cover your song for my EP is that what happened no
1: this was like a so this was oh a year after I'd met uh Dave and I was working in in Los Angeles with my producer Brian Howes and he did a, he did a, all the Headley records and Skillet and a lot of big rock and pop bands like Nickelback and stuff right yeah and we had done the first two songs on the album Lickers Calling the Shots and Girl on Fire and uh we're looking for a third song so we're just sitting there, just kind of just th- like contemplating what we're gonna do. And he's like, you know, he, he was telling me the story about how he's like, you know, what song I've always loved. And I was like, what? Well, he's like, California by Wave. He's like, that song is such a hit. He's like, I've always wanted to remake that song. And I was like, oh, cool. Like we weren't thinking about it at the time, but yeah. But he's uh, he's like, I did it with another artist, and and the labels in 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 uh, and the U.S. loved it, but it was never released in America. It went number one in Canada. was never released in America, and Americans don't know that song. What? Yeah. Isn't that
0: crazy? A song about California you don't even know they it. They don't
1: know it. Huh. No, they don't know it. All my American friends have never heard it. Um, and uh, so he wanted to redo it and repitch it down there. Okay. It, it didn't work out, I guess, like, you know, with the artist. but uh, And then he turns around he's like, is this our song number three? And I was like, I don't know, man. <laughs> really, <laughs> I was like, eh? I was like, I was like, I don't what you Really? Like, how are we going to? So I was like, okay, well, Brian, if we're going to do this, then we have to make it. Amazing, and we got to do, we got to change the whole vibe on it. So I was like, Oh, you did? So we did. So it was like, Okay, first of all, like, we're we're speeding up the tempo.
0: Yeah. Uh, And I think we kept the same key. I believe we did. Let's let's hear the OG version Yeah Let's hear this. Okay. Uh, Yeah, okay. I I can see what you definitely, uh, okay. Yeah. You still kept the nostalgia in there, yeah, though. Yeah, We did. There was some of those hooks, so like
1: bing bing. Like yeah. that, except that was Lap Steel, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's where you're. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah.
1: So, we got uh, Rascal Flat's Lap Steel player on it. No way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Travis Toy. He's he does all my stuff. He's incredible. And uh, and he was like, "This is a great song." He's like, "Never heard it, right? They don't know it," which is crazy. <laughs> so this song went number one in 2001 in pop in Canada. Yeah. So 18, 17 years later, we're bringing it back. And it's so cool because there's a huge portion of my demographic who knows every word to this song. Absolutely. But there's also another large portion of my demographic that, and the country music demographic, the people that are ages 10 to 20 that yeah. were born in 1999, 2002.
0: Yeah, right around the the year that it actually went number one. Never heard the song. Yeah.
1: So there's a, a whole bunch of Canadian listeners that have never heard the song before. So it's new and fresh to them, and for everybody else, it's nostalgia. Which it's, is, and no one
0: in America's heard it. So it's getting a lot of streams in America right it's now. It's still a jam, though. It's a jam, man. Well, uh, I love uh, it. Buzz Brainerd was uh, talking about it at Boots as well. What? Yeah, yeah. He was. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not joking when I say that, dude. He, because I didn't even know Buzz has heard. So another thing, I saw that. Is yeah. What was that song? If so, it's called If You Met Me. If first. You Met Me was on. Oh yeah, that that's, was it. That's
1: the next single. Sort of spoiler alert. That's yeah. going out next. After California, and uh, the highway
0: picked it up. It's on. It's been on the horizon for the last five weeks in a row. Yeah. right now on the highway. Kelsey Maine, uh, Kelsey Maine, who is, and for a lot of you that don't know, a lot of you listeners don't know, Kelsey Maine. Uh, brand new artist right now. She was a part of the Boots and Hearts Emerging Artist Showcase last year? I think it was last year. I think it was last year. Uh, no, the year before. The year before. It was, it was 20, uh,
1: 2016. 2016. Uh, uh, 2015.
0: But yeah. she was the redhead in the music video for Rivertown Sage Cherry Bomb. And at the mm-hmm. time, they didn't know that she was an artist. Mm-hmm. And now she's doing her own thing. Oh, yeah. So I was talking to her at Boots and Hearts over the weekend, and she promised me. She told me to promise her that I wouldn't tell you that Buzz Brainer was asking for you. What? Yeah, yeah. What do you mean? Yeah, well, at Boots and Hearts, because uh, he was asking, like, where's Eric? Yeah, yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah, yeah.
1: Actually, a couple people did tell me that uh, as well. They're like, "Yeah, like you should reach out to them." So, um, so I'm gonna surprise Buzz this week. I'm going down to Nashville and I'm gonna do the Margaritaville thing. And oh, I'm gonna, nice! I'm just gonna go and meet them because I gotta thank them right for playing my music and, Absolutely. and, and putting a face to a name. Like, hey, uh, they might. You know what? It won't be a surprise because I think you have to put your
0: name on a list. They're gonna see my name on there. But whatever, I'm gonna go. And
1: <laughs> <laughs> whatever, I'm still gonna, <laughs> gonna go anyway. Yeah, I wanna
0: go. See, I wanna go see them. It so. doesn't even matter. Oh my gosh, yeah. uh, Eric Etheridge is here. Uh, we were. Just chatting about his brand new uh, EP, brand new single "California" that's on radio right now. Uh, let's talk about this song right here because I love your EP. Every Thank you, man. Uh, all eight songs, fantastic. But uh, I'm absolutely digging this one right here. If I had you, my every day would it's a be jam. Right Thank you, man. Thank you so much. Thank you, Kelsey Cooler. She's a boss. Yo, she's got a voice, eh? Dude, she's killer. And. She was part of the Boots and Hearts Emerging Artist Showcase was. last year, yeah. Right? Like, yeah. hang on, let me play this real quick. Yeah. You gotta do. I know what you gotta do. Yeah. What's
1: yeah. her segment? Yeah.
0: If I had you, Eric Ethridge. You walk into a room, I'm drawn to you, just like gravity. it's all a line. I want your mind. Cause boy, we're meant to be. Come on. How did this happen? How did uh, the two of you link up for this song? Yeah,
1: well it was um yeah, our voices surprisingly sound great
0: together. Perfect together, by it, which the way. It's just crazy. Yeah, yeah. There's
1: a part right after the bridge yeah. where it just it's money. Sorry. Tell I'm just right. a <laughs>
0: It's like Skippy and Smuckers, man. It's That's crazy. You know what I'm It was. This, this part, this is, this is my favorite part of the whole song. My right every
1: here. day would be brighter. Everything I do Everything I would only be meant to take it you higher. You'd be my heart. I <laughs> love it. I love it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, anyways, I'll, it's kind of a crazy story. It's, you know, um, I. So the. the in 2016, I was in this thing called the CCMa Discovery Program. There's I remember been so that, yeah. So Wes Mac was in it. I think Chad Brownlee may have been part of it. Yeah. The the Lovelocks have been part of it. Lots of yeah. lots of awesome, amazing artists have kind of come out from that uh, that. Contest and and um, like Tenille Arts was in my year and she's
0: on tour around the U.S. right now. She just opened for Reba McIntyre in the states. You know what's so funny it's is that crazy. A lot of the like um, a lot of the American DJs are now like, oh, this uh, brand new artist Tenille. I'm like, we've had her yeah. for a little bit, guys. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> it's you know it's it's really awesome to
1: see you know see how everyone's doing. Uh, so, anyways, it's 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 the tradition for the previous year winner to come back and and deliver the new winner the award right mm-hmm. and i was looking through um just the, what the ccma had posted uh who's all in it this year and i was just looking into it i'm like oh, i wonder who's in the competition and and going through everybody everyone's super talented by the way they're all killing it and yeah. uh and but when i came across her i was like man her voice it's really good and i and, I, and i'm like does anyone else realize how good this is like yeah. i was kind of just like looking like <clears> you know and i i showed some other people like yeah it's really good and i was like no like I think she's a superstar I do yeah. I, really, I really do no absolutely a- and, uh, so anyways I go and we it turns out so we, we ended up uh, meeting up in Nashville because I was like hey like do you want to write a song and we did first time we met wrote an awesome song second time we met uh, which was like a month or two later we wrote If I Had You mm-hmm. and, um, and then a few weeks later she goes to the CCMAs Wins the CCMA Discovery Award. Yeah. So I'm handing her the award. Yeah. And uh, and then later that
0: weekend, she signed a publishing mm. deal and a record deal, and she now lives in Nashville. It's so funny how yeah. you have, and, and I God bless, honestly, the Emerging Artist Showcase yeah. at Boots and Hearts. So oh, yeah. I'll give a big shout out to them and to mm. Chevrolet and stuff like that because they're doing something big there for artists that Absolutely. you wouldn't be able to actually hear these people and their voices and their art and their music if it weren't for that weekend. Yeah. Where I get that you're looking for a winner, but regardless, I mean, Tim Hicks didn't win. Yeah, I didn't win. Yeah, you didn't win. I didn't win. Right? Yeah. James Barker Band won, but I mean, like, yeah. even, like just looking at the caliber of artists that have come out of that competition mm-hmm. yeah. and still doing some amazing things, Absolutely. it's the recognition that you're getting.
1: Yeah, it's, right. you know, and that's and that's the the what I tell every artist that's, like, because I've been in competitions and stuff, is, like, you know, there's, a competition is not going to make or break your career. No. Ever. No. It's not one thing. Like, people say, well, you know, and, I, and somebody asked me in an interview, like, how does it feel, how did it feel to lose to James Barker? And I'm like, well whatever I, I was kind of like whatever I'm like you know what like it, it, James Barker I don't believe that like Boots and Hearts is a big boost for them but that's not why they're so successful yeah right They're the reason they're so successful is because they have great songs yeah like, like Lawn Chair Lazy went out and it crushed it mm-hmm. on radio mm-hmm. and then they followed it up with even more great songs and then they have a great show and they're a great band yeah. so that's why they're doing well yeah. <laughs> you know it's not, not just one contest right yeah um, so it's you still you know even like okay look at who was the last person to win American Idol who's the last person to win The Voice I couldn't tell you
0: Well I mean right? the the I don't know I remember last year's American Idol I don't remember that person Oh uh what was the name Manny Poppy I don't remember whatever, that but is. Trent yeah. Harmon won 2000 yeah. or the la- the 16th season mm-hmm. and just now like we've had a couple of his songs on here he's great he's I great love like, Trent, I love it, Trent Harmon. Yeah and even yeah. like his single right now you got him all is a fantastic but like you're not getting the same recognition as. more well, did Morgan Wallen win The Voice? No, hey, he was on The Voice, but I don't, was think, on the, I don't
1: think he won. But no, he's got he, what two number ones now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So again, there's a good example of like Trent Harmon, who is a fantastic artist, brilliant singer, and uh, he's killing it. He's on tour with Dan and Shay right now. Yeah, um, won American Idol, which is arguably bigger than The Voice. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, Morgan Wallen didn't win The Voice, mm-hmm. but is getting number ones, in, and he's written a number one for Jason Aldean, right? So. It just goes to show you that there is no formula, and what works for one artist won't work for another artist. Yeah. And uh, and and winning one competition or losing one competition will not make or break your career.
0: Exactly. That's, I mean, how, that's how I feel. Anyways. I mean, well, going back to Morgan Wallen, he mm-hmm. actually got kicked out because he sang "Sippin' on Fire" Florida Georgia Line. Right. Take it back a couple of years later, and now he was he's on a song, a number one song with Florida yeah. Georgia Line. Right. It's just I find it so weird, and you're right. I, I think it just comes down to the work ethic and the amount yeah. of. The the uh, the talent and I wouldn't even say talent. The the, God. I think talent is a is a requisite, prerequisite. Maybe yes, yes, yes. But but you don't have. uh, Sorry, go ahead. I didn't mean. No, no, it's okay. I I lost my trail of thought. I'm glad you stepped in. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm. I I think just more or less the art and the. Mm -hmm. And the way you work with other people because i mean you can write songs until your fingers bleed but i right. mean as long as you can write with people mm-hmm. and you can actually work with people i think that, that's where a lot of success will come from i mean totally you know I'm, I'm reading an interesting book right now it's called real artists
1: don't starve oh dang okay it's by jeff Goins, and uh it's it's fascinating he talks a lot about michelangelo and like where the artist mentality came from and there's mm-hmm. you know st- there's the he always differentiates between the starving artist and the the thriving artist yeah and what you know, and one thing he, he talks about is, is getting your art out there, you know, um, thriving artists fail in public, whereas starving artists fail in private, is one thing he talks about, where it's like, you know, the the ones who are thriving are the ones who are out there making mistakes in front of people, but also out there putting their art out to the world and gaining gaining followers and gaining patrons, mm-hmm. right, um, which is which is a very, it's just a very interesting concept, like, you don't, ha- you know, you don't have to be a starving artist, you can you know, yeah, you can put stuff out there, but have you have you learned a lot about social media
0: and how to and how to actually do it? Like, have you researched yeah. or are you just just yeah. doing it now? Uh,
1: I I do a lot of research, like you know, when most people, you know, like I'm a student of business is what i am like i'm uh, i'm i study marketing and entrepreneurialism is mostly where my time gets invested like any books that you've read yeah yeah absolutely i'm sh- well,
0: right now i'm reading gary v crushing it yeah, i already read that yeah, yeah? it was awesome i yeah, like loved it yeah i'm only Gar- like quarter way
1: through uh, yeah yeah so gary i read that like right when it came out and uh, i mean audiobooks because i'm driving all the time on radio <laughs> yeah. tours but yeah. yeah but gary i mean i've been following gary listening to his podcast all the time um you know, he, Gary is, Gary's killer. I I love his, 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 um, like I love his attitude. I love his crass personality. I love okay. it. I love it. You know, cause, but one of the things that he says is like, no one, he's like, where you are, one of the, I, I always screenshot his stuff, right? And like, yeah. he's like, where you are right now in life is no one's fault but your own. And like, or something, but he'll probably say it with an F bomb, right? Oh, absolutely. And, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, and it, it's, it, you know, it's like, it's, harsh but true like you know he's like no one cares he'll be like no one cares like yeah. you and another thing so i it's funny i was on gary Vee's show uh Were you really? as a caller yeah so no way this was just wild <laughs> yeah did That's i tell so oh cool. did i tell you
0: this you never told me this oh yeah
1: <laughs> so guess okay so gary v has this crawl and i've been following gary Vee, right yeah he posted I, I follow his facebook page he's like oh dustin lynch is coming out i've met dustin lynch before mm-hmm. and um i was like oh i'm gonna call into this you know and um and it was, I learned something interesting about Dustin Lynch here. And uh, I, I put my name down. He's like, just comment below if you want us to call us, put your name, your number, right? Who you are. I was in the, I was, I just finished with a patient. I got a call from New York. Dang, well, there I, it, it is. He's like, hey, Eric, uh, you're going to be on the phone with Gary Vee in a second. And I it was like, freaking out. I'm like, hey, Gary. Did like, yeah, hey, hey, Eric, it's, uh, it's, it's Gary Vee and Dustin Lynch. Um, what's your question? You know? And I was like, so I asked him, um, there's this there's this concept in in entrepreneurialism and in business. It's called uh, the per- Pareto's Law or Pareto Efficiency. Have you ever heard of a Pareto Efficiency? No. Describe it to me a uh, little so quickly. Generally, what a Pareto Efficiency is is that you're generally getting 80% of your results from 20% of what you're doing. So if you think about that, holy okay, yeah. So yeah. it's called the Pareto efficiency, and uh, so essentially, like, if you can really whittle it down to like you know, twenty percent of what I'm doing is actually giving us eighty percent of the results. So it's then eliminating the other eighty percent waste where yeah. you're really not getting a lot of ROI. Mm. Um, so I asked that to Dustin Lynch. I'm like, you know, if your opinion as an artist, uh, what it would be what twenty percent of what you're doing is getting got you eighty percent of your results, yeah. right? And um, at first, I think he was kind of caught off guard by the question. I don't think he really had a good answer. But like, who would have an answer for that? Yeah, like that lo- would throw lo- me off. Well, let me tell you, Eric. The yeah. according to my research, you know, yeah, twenty yeah. percent. But he, he's, but then he kind of like, you know, and and Gary V loved the question, so it actually got onto his podcast as like a top five question oh, for that like week, I guess. And he was, um, and Gary's like, yeah, I was talking about this right before. He's like, this was meant to be. He's like, what really matters, Dustin? Like, what actually matters? Yeah. So. Dustin said, like, you know, people thought he was an overnight success. He's like, no, I was, I was hustling in Nashville for 10 years. Absolutely. And he's like, you know, it's like, you there's a reason why you're not, if you're not getting a record deal, there's a reason why. He's like, go out and write the hit songs that are going to get you a record deal. Go yeah. over, like, and that's what Gary says, you know, and he's, he's like, you can't blame the market that people don't like your stuff. You, you can't blame them. You can't blame them. Well, no one wants to listen to my music. It's like, that's, that's not the market's fault. You have to, if you're going to be successful, you got to have something that, that the market's gonna like, yeah. And Dustin was already aware of that and talked about that, and that's something that Gary V says all the time. So you can tell that Dustin is a very smart guy, uh, in terms of like business wise yeah, and okay. marketing. Like he knows he he knows. All, like that's what I tell people, like all the people at the top, man, like they're very smart people. They're and and or they have people working with them that are very smart. You know, I would say both. Yeah,
0: yeah. I yeah. I, I wouldn't, like if you look at um oh god Brantley Brantley Gilbert. Yeah, yeah. It, like you hear him talk. Yeah. right like he's got all like the southern mannerisms and everything mm-hmm. like that and he's got all the southern sayings and everything but when you actually uh, listen to him talk about business side mm-hmm. of things homie is smart dude 50 cent I got a story about 50 cent uh, my old
1: football western football coach yeah. Jeff Watson um, he trained 50 cent one time at Michigan State he was there for a concert Yeah. and he and I was like what was it like training 50 cent and this was right when like uh in the club was it in the club that his, yeah. his big hit was, yeah. was, was, was on he's like what's he like he's like oh man He's all business. He's he's a smart business guy. Really? He made, he tells people he made $10 million off in the club or whatever. He made $100 million off Smart Water selling it to Coca-Cola, right? Yeah. He's a smart guy. Yeah. He's
0: definitely a smart guy. Yeah. Marketing genius. I think he would have to be, especially when, because like, Especially like in in the theory of like with Dustin Lynch, like mm-hmm. he you you heard him, he, he hustled and grind for ten yeah, years, right? Absolutely. I think at some point during that line, he's thinking to himself like, "What am I doing wrong?" And it wasn't mm-hmm. his music; it was his marketing skills and his right. business side of things. Right. And that's it's, where you learn. It's one that's where the, you
1: have a head start for yeah. yourself, right? Right. That's well. I I mean, it's been a lot. Of, like I like I said, most of my time is invested in learning about marketing, entrepreneurialism, branding, the, like just those concepts, right? Yeah. And, and creating value for your customer. Like people say, are, is it really you on your social media? Do you respond to every comment? I'm like, yeah, no one has access to my social media, really. Which is I good. mean, some of my inboxes are like uh, my DMs sometimes get responded to by my management, but, yeah. but like in terms of comments and all that stuff and l- that's all me, it's super time consuming. But I mean, I've had people come out to shows saying, yeah, you, you commented on one of my pictures. So I brought my daughter to your show from an hour away. And that, I was like, and they bought a shirt. And I was like, this is, yeah. that's incredible. That's incredible that people
0: connect through that, right? I, you know what? I find that um, I, I, find that it's sometimes hard to believe, like you said, like these, pre- these people don't actually realize that you are responding to them yeah. on there. And I think that changes the whole perspective because for me, whenever, and I'm, I'm not as big as you, well, right? Don't. I'm not you're, a, you're kind of
1: a big deal. I'm just <laughs>
0: saying, <laughs> uh, kind uh, of like, a big deal. You, like you have a huge fan base. But for me, when somebody actually um, comments on a tweet that I have, right, right, or when somebody uh, comments on something on Facebook, and I always comment back, and a lot, and even yeah. when people say something on like my my Instagram or even the country Instagram, I always respond back and make sure that I put, you know, that I said it, yeah. because I want. I want to let them know that it's not just a, a, a format thing yeah. where we have somebody in, on the outside saying, hey, thank you. Yeah, It's more or less just, I want to make sure that everybody knows that I am actually very appreciative yeah. of them to take the time. Like if I post something about, God forbid, something pumpkin spice mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, Ryan, I'm so excited. I'll type me too. And then I'll put right in dash Ryan, right? right? I want to make sure that I know that I'm telling yeah. people like, yeah, I'm pumped too. Yeah. And I'm actually excited. The fact that you, I appreciate the fact that you're actually taking the time to even Comment on something. Right. Yeah. Right. So the fact to know that you as an artist are, is taking the time to look at some of these comments and actually responding to them mm-hmm. is a big deal to them.
1: Yeah. Well, right. I, it's, um, you know, it's funny. Uh, some One person asked me, I was doing a meet and greet after a show and there was like hundreds of people online. And uh, yeah. it's awesome. People are like, you must get tired of this. Day. I'm like, nope, never. Yeah. Like, why? And I was like, these people are taking time out of their day to meet me. Like, yeah. I will stand here for hours yeah. doing this. Like, uh, and, and get, I try to get to know their names. I won't remember everyone's names. I forget, you know, I'm, I'm good with faces, not so much with names, but but at least for, hopefully for that minute or two that we're there, I want to, you know, know the, let them know that I'm engaged with that conversation yeah. because I, I sincerely appreciate them. They don't they don't have to do that. They don't have to stand around. They don't even have to come to the show. Yeah. They took time out of their day to watch and support. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give them the time of day. I, that's the least I can do. You know what I mean? Yep, so, absolutely. That's the way I look at that, all that stuff, but uh yeah. So, look at this guy right here,
0: Eric Etheridge. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? No. It's just, what? Well, what? No, it's just
1: that's just how I feel. You know what no. I mean? like
0: it's it's it's. Um, Dude, I honestly half expected to just come into this conversation and be about. We're already past fifteen minutes in this yeah, podcast. Yeah. To be honest with you, but yeah. I, I honestly just expect to talk about a little bit of music. But yeah, the fact that we got into this stuff, I'm happy. This is like this is
1: really what I'm passionate about. I mean, like music for me is like I'm I'm a I'm an artist and. Uh, and I'm passionate about the art for yep. sure. Uh, but um, you know I also want to use music to, to spread positive change in the world, right? And that's kind of my overarching goal long term throughout my life. It's not just to play shows so people can look at me on stage and I'm a big whatever. Yeah. That's not like that's not the end game. My end game is how can I use this platform that I'm growing? How can I make positive change in the world with this? Yeah. Cuz really at the end of the day, you know, um, when if you know we're not guaranteed tomorrow right okay. so like five you know everyone thinks we're going to live till 80 but but if, if i were i would like to be able to say three years from now if i was like diagnosed with a crazy illness i would like to know that i'm proud of what i did with the attention that i got and d- redirected it to positive
0: things you which know is I mean? yeah you know what i mean which so. is a good direction you want to take that right for right? sure yeah uh, eric etheridge is here brand new episode of this country life podcast uh, new EP out new single out yes, I mean, uh, did this duet with Leah Daniels called Tequila this is a good one this is a good one that's a good one that's a good track yeah I
1: like this hot
0: track man how come this didn't make the record you just left it as a single uh, like a, well not a yeah. single just like a you know a, a song on Apple Music and yeah. Spotify. Like yeah,
1: can, I'll be 100% honest with you. Um, we didn't expect it to... to I, I didn't know be what it was going to be as good as it was. <laughs> yeah. so, uh, the, the response on that, like like me and Leah, like I've always wanted to record with Leah, and we did that, the video and the recording in an afternoon. Really? And okay. We put, we put it out, and it was like, this is just... Uh, this is just, you know, it sounds great. Mark Shore did a great job on it, and um, we just... I did not expect the response, and like now we go to shows. We played a show in Toronto, uh, me, Leah, and Andrew Hyatt, and yeah. uh, people were like, "I'm coming to the show just to see Eric and Leah play Tequila," and I was like, "We didn't even plan to play Tequila, yeah, but, yeah. but we did. We, to we now. had to. We had to now." But but uh, but we're like, you know, so now Leah, you know, Leah's she's got a fantastic voice, yeah, and uh, we're gonna get her up on some more shows, I think, to do that. So
0: uh, I bet yeah. Dan and Shay didn't even realize how big this song was gonna be. I no, I don't know. Like Baby, still it's so good. Floor, like when they were here last week, yeah, and they start singing this song at uh, the Budweiser stage. Mm. Like it was deafening, dude. It was deafening. One of it's my buddies, such a smash. One of my buddies is uh, DJing the after party at yeah. Budweiser stage all summer long, and he's standing out there in the crowd, and he's just like, you could not hear like your own thoughts how loud it was and, and it's just so insane cool. and then you all covered it and everybody's, everybody wants to come to your shows just yeah. to listen to it now yeah. that's yeah. hilarious so it's
1: it's so cool and like i'm you know so cool so cool
0: that's kind of cool that you just kind of like hey let's just do it let's do it you got an afternoon let's do it yeah <laughs> and uh that happened yeah absolutely eric Etheridge is here um Let's talk about uh, trackside. I saw you post a, a picture, yeah, man. Uh, The stage equipment for Dustin Lynch, yep, right. And you kind of peering around the corner. Do you do that often, where you kind of like peer around the corner or peer around the the curtains and just see how big the crowd is? Uh, before you go on,
1: uh, not I, I. You know, I, I I don't know. I don't know if it's something I consistently do. I mm-hmm. think trackside. Trackside was a big deal for us. Okay, um, and def, definitely that show. But I I really don't try to focus on how many people are there big or small because um because there's shows that we play where there's not a ton of people there but to me it's that's not it doesn't matter who's there uh if there's four people there we're gonna melt their faces hopefully you know what i mean that's like like we got to entertain the hell out of those four people if there's four thousand people i still need to enter the dude the job is the same yeah um but that show was big for me because we had played it two years earlier and it went really well but this we had made a lot of changes, and we d- we spent eighteen months putting together the show up until that point—a yeah. brand new show to pretty much debut at Trackside, and uh, on the big stage for the first time with our new show. And and I really wanted to knock it out of the park, and and so we were really we were really happy with with the result. So yeah. it was it was really exciting. It was a good weekend, yeah. eh? Yeah. It was was real, it hot? It was hot, eh? So hot. We, they, they had like two hundred people go down the first day uh, with heat stroke and so it was crazy, man. Yeah, it's like <laughs> forty-one degrees or something. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And then you got like you're in a crowd. Yeah, like that's it's just no shade. Yeah, f- and drinking booze. Yeah, so uh, yeah,
0: yeah. Jeez, Jeez, yes. yeah, recipe for disaster. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Do you have uh, you have inner ears, right? Yes. Did you take them out from time to time? Cause uh, you can't I d- hear anything when you have those in, right? Yeah, yeah, I don't.
1: I I take one out usually. It's not recommended by your sound engineers, but uh, I do because, um, yeah, yeah. I I I I like to. You know, it's funny. Um, if you keep them in, like I'll get off stage like, i like, were people into it? And they're like, yeah, people were loving it. I was like. Oh, okay, because you can't hear it, right? Yeah, like they exactly. Like the cheer, you're like, it's just muffled, like, hey, yeah, hey, woo. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, so you can get with the, once your budgets get higher, uh, so we're working on this, um, but you can get microphones pointing out into the crowd. Crowd mics, like, yeah. Yeah,
0: and that gets mixed into your ear, and you cool. can hear the crowd response. But, but th- wouldn't that throw you off if somebody was like kind of singing off key? Like if they were singing like Liquor's Calling the Shots and they were singing off key, wouldn't that throw you off? No, no, no. It's, it would
1: get, <laughs> it would blend in. Yeah, it would blend into the, uh, uh, Everything, really, you'd be fine. You'd right. be fine. M- maybe if it was like right up against the mic, being like, yeah. ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know getting a little too close. Yeah, you got so, Jimmy in the crowd. He's yeah. singing all the wrong yeah. words. It's like, oh, ah, yeah, turn yeah. it off, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs>
0: uh, Eric Etheridge is here. Are you keep fit. It, trying yes you're doing crossfit so saw uh, uh i do
1: i i i do um mm. well i was a personal trainer for years yeah and well, can tell yeah, well thanks bud mm. yeah so i <laughs> i do it's my uh, i guess my own brand of crossfit slash just trying to keep it together yeah, uh yeah. I, I i it's a combination of diet and, and fitness but i don't work out nearly as much as i would like to right now just with this the insane insane schedule life that i lead so um, I try to get in two hours a week of, okay. of fitness. Really, Yeah, just yeah, two hours, which a is minute. brutal. Like I mean, it's uh, I won't work out longer than thirty minutes, like lifting. And I never go for I never do cardio. I'll do sprints sometimes. Yeah, my they're like, they're crossfit style it's just crossfit. like hit, hit
0: training. Yeah, hit yeah. training essentially.
1: Yeah, hit training. Um, and then diet is huge. Like I'm, I'm usually on like a a paleolithic style diet. Oh, you are mixed eh? with uh, intermittent fasting. And yeah. yeah, I'm doing the intermittent fasting right it's, now. I love it. How I'm, long do you go for? Uh, I usually will go. Um, 1 p.m. or 2 p.m. to about 8 p.m. Uh, is when I'll e- eat, and yeah. then the rest of that, you know, and then in
0: the morning I'll just have coffee and, and tea and water. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Um, like I got my, I bought uh, at Costco. I got jugs. Yeah. Of black iced coffee from Starbucks. So wow. I bought like a whole bunch of them and on the awesome. fridge. So actually,
1: iced coffee would be better than hot black. Coffee. I'm not a big black coffee fan, but it's just on those days I'll do it. But uh, yeah. But it's um, dude, the results are crazy. There's there's uh, another podcast if you're interested. Is Bulletproof Radio? Have you ever heard of the Bulletproof Executive?
0: No, It's such a cool book. But let's talk about that Bulletproof Coffee though. Yeah, so that's him. Okay. Yeah. But it's there's still there's fat in it, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So that that's still eating calories. That's yeah. still taking in calories. So, so
1: why is he's not at a like that? That you're right. So there that would be a day where you wouldn't have the the MZ MCT, MCT oil in there. Okay. the Medium chain triglyceride oil. You yeah. wouldn't have that in there. Because the the key to the intermittent fasting is literally no calories or very very little calories because it 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 um, causes your body to go into ketosis where you're yeah, burning fat right exactly so, uh, yeah so he is um, yeah so he's got this book called the bulletproof executive and and, and the coffee is big for him because he 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 proposes that all oh, coffee has mold in it and this mold is part of why we get that crash and all these these insulin crashes and okay, stuff as okay. well as like inconsistencies in sugar metabolism and stuff so um, so his coffee is mold free somehow there's he talks about the whole process how he does it and it's and and then you mix it with um, his MCT oil which is a medium chain triglyceride so you've probably heard of like omega 3 fatty acids it's actually not an omega that's that's not an omega 3 but it's omega 3's are fantastic omega 6's stay away from those those are terrible for you um, I, I love how they mix them that yeah, way. I don't, and that's I don't, so I, real, I really don't know why they do that. No. They're like, "Oh, mate, get your omega-3, 6s, and 9s. I'm like, yeah. well, 6s and 9s you don't want at all. We get no. more than enough of those in our diet, yeah. and they cause cancer and heart heart disease and all yeah. that stuff. Um, so get the omega-3s, uh, but then there's medium-chain triglycerides, which have an um, effect on... I think the brain metabolizes those. I could be wrong on that pretty well, but also they have an antiviral property to them too. Okay, yeah. it's kind of neat. They're very interesting. So they're, and, and in terms of using energy as well, they're really good for, for that. So his whole podcast is how to optimize human performance. It
0: is, this is something I was listening from, to. From day to day or just yeah. actually like athletically?
1: No, not even athletically, just like being a better human. So oh, okay. So not, athletes, yes, that's part of it, but he'll talk about like, he's things like, I want to live, I want to reverse aging. You know, he's like, I want to, I want to live till I'm 180. Yeah. And you're like, well, this is interesting. Let me <laughs> listen. And yeah. he has all these like people coming on talking about it. He's like, you know, um, I was listening to this on the radio tour in Alberta last week and just like listening to this go, go forward. And, and I know the science from my chiropractic background. I understand a lot of what these scientists are saying, yeah. uh, in the research side, but it's just so fascinating to see how he's trying to like, you know, live till 180, um, which is a stretch, but, okay. a stretch, <laughs> but he, but you know, he's, he's like stem cell researchers and like all kinds of crazy things that he does sleep yeah. changing his sleep with different lights and like it's wild man. Yeah. Well, that's the reason why I got these on these are blue light blocking glasses no way yeah. well we're on man this is made for you yeah, this yeah. podcast you yeah, would love so. this guy yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: Mm-hmm. Dang. Okay, so you're you're doing uh, like a, a paleo diet. Yes. Is, is that hard to do that on the road?
1: Uh, yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. It because um, if you go to Tim Hortons, which every city in Canada has a Tim Hortons or <laughs> several. Yeah. Uh, like if you go up, like, do you guys have anything without gluten? We have coffee, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, you know, or carbs? Well, black coffee. Yeah. yeah. Um, or tea. That's black. So what I do, I tell people, like, the best fast food that I can gather is Mediterranean food or Mexican food you can do okay. pretty easily. So burrito, I, like I always talk about how I a bur- I'm at Burrito Boys all the time. yeah, um, Because it's real food yeah. it's real meat as far as I can tell a lot of them like Chipotle's goes without hormones antibiotics Yeah, uh, you know it's not overly priced like you can get a burrito bowl for 10 bucks yeah, it's exactly. not insane yeah. 11 bucks uh, and the shawarma shawarma is so good oh yeah so, get a and shwar- you get a
0: pile of meat when you go to shawarma yeah shwarma, you do eh? man yeah.
1: so Mediterranean food like the Mediterranean diet you know it's it's a lot of those good oils like olive oil and balsamic yeah. vinaigrette I, I read all about that too yeah Indian food I love too but yeah it's good but yeah, it's hard sometimes like when you're in the middle of the prairies there's a subway and a Tim
0: Hortons yeah. and a convenience store so when I get there nuts you love nuts. nuts yeah yeah, yeah. damn yeah, that's hard and like obviously your bandmates don't don't follow any no, of that no they're kind crushing of... bagels and yeah, yeah, absolutely. yeah and like cheeseburgers and junior <laughs> bacon cheeseburgers and yeah uh, Yep, that's hilarious. Yep, Eric Etheridge is here. Brand new, brand new EP out right now. (laughs) Subtitles, dude. You got me on so many tangents. Like I I should probably talk about music or something. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Revert it back a little bit, but that's okay. I'm, I'm okay with that. Uh, I saw you posted a picture of the physical album. Yes. And is that for? That's just strictly for your merch table, or do you? Is that uh, in stores as well? Uh, Right now, I mean. Dude,
1: yeah, I don't even know how we get it in stores, but it's in, my, it's in a store in my hometown. It oh, will good. be this week? Yeah, physical. Yeah, it's for our merch table. Um, and then we I've gotten I've gotten requests from people from like the like Texas and stuff to give me send them albums. So oh, cool. I've been kind of just mailing them out too. But um, yeah,
0: people hmm. don't really buy albums anymore though at stores. No, that's what I was going to get mm-hmm. into my next question here. Is just like streaming services, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it's it's a good thing with you, and we were talking about this off air, but um, you know, you're the uh, the new artist of the week on yes. Apple Music which is awesome yeah. right yep. and it's very rare that you hear a radio host talk about Apple Music and Spotify right. just mainly because hey like yeah. it's 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 a, it's a different realm of get, like gathering your music right mm-hmm. consuming it but then also like you got your uh, your EP on Spotify a couple of singles on there as well like mm-hmm. it's it's do you find that you benefit from those streaming services i mean like we were talking right. about it you don't get that much from streaming mm. services. You do get some. Yeah. But you don't get it that much. But, like, do you find that you benefit from it? Uh, as an independent artist. Overall, yeah. Absolutely.
1: Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I do. Like, because in my case, like, my biggest problem, my organization business challenge is getting my music to the consumer, right? That's mm-hmm. my biggest challenge. And radio is, is tricky as well, right? Because there's only so many spots for songs on radio, as everybody knows, right? So it, it can be tricky. But if anyone can go look up Google a song and hear it, that that makes things a little bit easier from from social media, right? Yeah. Um, but like, radio is super, super, super important for artists to get getting their music out to the consumer, because mm-hmm. especially in country, people love country radio. Yeah. And um, yeah, but it but you're you're right. Like it, the compens artists aren't being fairly compensated to begin with, and then there was that whole thing that was going on in America where music
0: modernization act. Yeah. Today.
1: And then that they reverted tough. back, like they made a decision that like yeah. like things were like not great. They were, like, everyone was like, okay, this sucks, hopefully it gets better. And then something was, I don't I
0: didn't look too far into it because I, uh, you know. Well, there were a lot of writers from Nashville heading over to Washington to fight it because yeah. Yeah. they were actually, because apparently it was going to cost a little too much money to give these writers the money. And it's yeah. like, well, no, that's, that's you need to pay them. Yeah, you can't just not pay them. Yeah, <laughs>
1: Like, it's, like, cut down on your, you know, overhead expenses then or whatever exactly. it is. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. do you need that huge building in the prime real estate to, to do your job or can, you know, like, it's, It's, um, these people, I just want, you know, the writers aren't greedy at all. Like they're just getting what's rightfully theirs. It's, it's, um, it's intellectual property that people are playing and they deserve to be paid for it, you know? So, um, whereas, so streaming hasn't, you know, I've, I've looked a little bit into this and streaming hasn't caught up to the times yet, really like the compensation isn't considered fair and then how much is a listen really worth which is kind of a debate right and yeah. it's a fraction of a penny at this point yeah. um, you know so so we were just like we were talking off air I think music the music industry seems to be plateauing out a little bit in terms of the drastic changes with technology Yeah, you know so I hope, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, it, it, I think it gives independent artists like myself a little bit more of a, um, opportunity, though, which is nice. You know, allows us to get our stuff out there. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Do you? How long do you plan to stay that way as an independent artist? It depends on a
1: uh, number of factors. Like, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm open to signing a record deal. Like, we we're, we're in talks right now with people, and we're having meetings and, and kind of. You know, just just figuring that out. It just has to be something that makes sense for everybody. Like I have to be able to eat, and that's good. And you know, and absolutely, and uh, hopefully, you know, live somewhere. <laughs> nice. Live somewhere not, nice. Not even nice. Like I don't even need a nice place. <laughs> you know, like well,
0: do you live in a condo right now, or an apartment, uh, or house? Uh, just a house right this now. House. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But do, so, do you find like it's like do you find it difficult sometimes to leave your house or, or wonder if some fans know where you are like where you live? Mm, yeah, I, I try
1: not to. Yeah, I try, well, there's that, and because of the doctor side of my life, right? I I don't want people really knowing where I live as well.
0: It's just so it's, do a lot of patients know who you are musically?
1: Yes. Oh, they, they do. do okay. They do now, not before. It was funny seeing them find find that out. Some of them still don't know when they first meet me. That's hilarious. It's because, dude, when you see me and my doctor get up, I don't look like a country singer at all. Most, okay. wait, I hope not. I'm wearing, I'm wearing like, Can't I'm wear wearing boots. khakis and like dress shoes and, and a polo and you know my hair's combed and that's it's, hilarious. Yeah, dude, it's I'm a huge nerd. I'm yeah. a huge nerd. Yeah. Well, no, I mean technically, yeah, you are. your doctor, but I yep. mean, yeah, I get it. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's so funny. So when they find out, it's they, you know some of them freak out. It's it's pretty funny. But
0: that's hilarious. I had
1: one lady who. Uh, it was this was a few weeks ago she's like so I finished I was spent an hour with her and I'm like okay good and then and I opened the door and she saw she's like Dr Etheridge she's like are you related to Eric Etheridge and I was like that's me and she's like no 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 like the country singer and I was like yeah that's me <laughs> she's like what and then I, I got her I went I left the room I came back with my music business card yeah gave it to her and she's like she just lost her mind oh my gosh and uh, she was like screaming she's like oh my god I'm such a fan of yours and I'm like alright well yeah. go do your exercises so <laughs> she never saw her again that- <laughs> so yeah, yeah
0: it was so <laughs> never saw her again she was too think, she was too shy to come back yeah I think so yeah, yeah. this is not good for business this no it's really not. not it's really not yeah. yeah but it's a good thing your music career is taking off <laughs> yeah man I I'm
1: just really grateful for how things have been going.
0: So. Absolutely, I would be too, man. Mm-hmm. Like I, you, uh, even just talking about it, like, you know, you got a big announcement coming tomorrow. Yeah. Which yeah. Sorry, insane. I'm late. I was late today
1: because I was in the hallway crying. That's okay. Uh, literally, I was in tears. Like it was. I got this. I got. I can't. I'm gonna announce it tomorrow. Okay. And um, and it's. I think it's gonna be life changing. So really excited. Really, really, really just grateful for how um how things have been going, and just want to make sure I. Make the most of these opportunities. So we, uh, we'll,
0: we'll wait till tomorrow and we we'll get the details in. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. sounds good. <laughs> uh, Eric Etheridge is here and just uh, talking about a throwback moment for you. You uh, mm-hmm. posted uh, four years ago that Brett Kisselberg on stage. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, man. Like, was, well, how did that moment start though? Like, how did that happen? Oh,
1: the uh, so it was my it was this was my first like big show you know in London and it was at the Western Fairgrounds which now sort of is trackside. Trackside, yeah. 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 It kind of evolved into trackside. Yeah. Um and yeah i was just opening for brett and that show went really really well and and i at that point like i bought brett's record i knew every song i knew like every That's word because cool. ever i was just like yeah i'm excited man i'm opening for this big artist and yeah. and i wanted to know all his music so yeah. um the warner team was like hey eric you should come side stage and watch brett kissel play and i was like sweet i'm like yeah absolutely i want to so i'm standing side stage and watching him play. Like, there's, there's like three thousand people there yeah and uh brett uh, there was a guitar solo so he had a moment to like come over like his guitar soloing and he's like hey he's like hey do you want to come on stage and sing summer 69 with me and i was like uh, i was like looking around, i was like yeah i do holy crap you know and and uh and then uh he's like okay he's like sing the third verse and i was like okay and then he goes back and sings and i was like what is the third verse to summer 69 yeah, i don't yeah. know i don't know what it is yeah i don't know what it is so uh i was like i had two options i was either gonna Go out and not sing it, yeah. And I don't know what, or get out my phone and quickly learn it. Read it off my phone, yeah. Um, So I read it off my phone and.
0: Nailed it! (laughs) Why are you on stage? Yeah, (laughs) I was reading off my phone. That's
1: awesome, though. I so haven't lived it down. So it's like they still his
0: band and Brett still like chirp me about it. Oh my god! Yeah, so that was funny. But um, who
1: knows the third verse, December
0: '69, off my heart. Trust me. Let's be honest. I was talking to uh, Taylor Swift's management team. Yeah, because uh, Brian Adams Hmm. showed up to her second show in Toronto, and I was there. Yeah, and I was sitting. So for me. Taylor Swift is the actual show itself was a show it yes. was a spectacle yes. for me I'm, I'm not a big that is awesome yeah I, yeah. Well, I wasn't I'm not a big Taylor Swift fan right. but my fiance and her sister I took them for the, yeah. it was a Christmas gift Yeah, they loved it they loved Dude. every single song awesome so I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm like wow look at all this stuff that's going on yeah. in a, right and then she comes out and she starts strumming along to it. And I'm like, oh, this is cool. She's gonna do Summer '69. That's wicked. And then Brian Adams comes from below the stage up. No I, I lost my mind. I lo- I lost it. She so I was talking to her, her management team, uh-huh. and apparently that morning she contacted Brian Adams and had to bring him to the ACC so they can practice because she didn't know it either. Yeah. I'm like, that's hilarious. Yeah. Like Like, I guess, like, sometimes when you get put in the spot like that, you just gotta do it. Well, the thing is, like, it's one thing to be like, oh, I know Summer 69. But it's like, do you know
1: Summer 69 well enough that you could sing in front of 3,000 people on the spot? Hell no. Yeah, right. No. Me either
0: either bro I I, <laughs> I like I, I know like I got my first real six string that that's it the and then after
1: that then, it, to my fingers, fingers it, it the was the summer of 69 <laughs> and then after that I'm, I'm yeah. yeah
0: I got the chorus down I think and then yeah. and it's game over yeah, yeah that was it but you know what dude you, like you said you nailed it and it was good nailed it, nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious alright Eric uh, I really do appreciate you coming by today man I really do Ryan man thank you so much for having me it was a blast. I can't wait. So, you're going to call tomorrow?
1: I can give you a call tomorrow. Yeah. Okay, and we'll find out the big I, news. Yeah. Get my life together. And, and yeah. Actually, I have a 14 hour day of treating patients tomorrow. So, I'll try and find time. because <laughs> I just realized <laughs> that. Uh, when are you going to have time to make the announcement? I don't know. I have to figure that I yeah. literally don't. I didn't even plan lunch tomorrow. So, we'll figure that out. Does that
0: happen often when you're a doctor? Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. That's cool, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, so. All right, bro. All right, buddy. Well, I will give you a call tomorrow. We'll figure it out. Awesome. All right, bud. We okay. Thank you. <laughs>